0: Kiss My Innocence from the album titled Zai, named after me. What can I say? That's my claim to fame, okay? This is Sport Tracks and I'm in for John Herica between now and 9 o'clock, the latest in sport and as well as music to keep you company. So much has happened when it comes to sport as well. We have a very special guest an exclusive right here on Sport Tracks and it's uh, Local Esports. That's the trial that have started and it's about the best of the best sought out for South African teams. Now, this year marks the third year that the online championships have been held, with additions to be held in Gauteng, KwaZulu Natal, Free State, as well as the Eastern Cape throughout the year. Let's welcome the president of Mind Sports South Africa, Colin Webster. How are you doing, Colin?
1: Very well, and yourself, sir?
0: We're so excited to talk to you. But I do have a bit of a confession. I have never been to an esports event. What am I missing?
1: Oh, you're missing a <laughs> lot.
0: <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: uh, although this is the third year that we are doing online mm. uh, provincial championships, and it's largely been a response to what's happened with COVID, mm. uh, Mindsports of Africa actually started doing esports sports events back in 1998. Uh, the first one being held was Ikaating, uh, Provincial Championships, which was held at the Old Edwardian Society. Um, and uh, we've even held national championships and national team trials at Suscock House. Um, and, uh, you know, Sam and San the one time, turned up expecting to see, you know, all these gamers being, you know, the, the a typical gamer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what everybody thinks a gamer should be, you know, with a pizza box next to the computer, a bottle of Coke, or a six pack of uh, some energy drink. Yes. Um, and what he found was, in fact, that, and as he said, was that these esports athletes could be athletes in any field.
2: Wow. And that
1: is, that is the truth. When you look at an esports event, you will find people playing who you would expect to see playing one of the more traditional sports.
0: This is fascinating because, yes, like you say, you, you you do see the kind of person as a geek or a nerd. And, you know, yes, they are completely antisocial. They sit in their dark rooms and they play online.
1: Yes, well, you see, that I think is what you're looking at with the, the vast, shall we say, majority of people who are playing that the actual competitive gamer is somebody who takes the game very seriously mm. uh, I mean we just have to look at people that we've had in our proto team in the past such as like Robert Panda Tank who you know used to gym he used to he was very preoccupied with fitness
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and he was ranked eighth in the world for for the game of Starcraft um, you have to in order to be able to play esports well, be physically fit.
2: Mm. Of
1: course, uh, just as much as it is, you know, you need a healthy mind for a healthy body. It also works the other way around, and you can also see it with, I think, many South African teams, where when they're involved in long tournaments, they seem to fade, and the fading isn't on the physical level; that's mm-hmm. on the mental level. Wow. Um, so with and what you will find with esports, the world championships, um, is incredibly draining um, physically on, on a person's body.
0: So let's take it back a little bit. You know, I'm, I want to find out more about your organisation because you seem to be doing amazing things as president of Mind Sports. And then, what is esports, and why are people watching it?
1: Right. Well. You know, when you look at mind Sports of Africa, in fact, we're a fairly old body. Um, we were established in 1985. We were a member of the NSC. We, um, actually, we are a founder of Saskoft, etc. Um, and, you know, we have been plugging away at pushing the non-physical sports, uh, such as war games, board games, um, e-sports, um, because not everybody wants to run out onto a rugby field or, you know, stand in the blazing hot sun on a cricket field, and I'll probably be lynched when I go back <laughs> to the club uh, at <laughs> You're
0: sorry. on your own, buddy. <laughs> sorry? You're on your own. Yeah. Uh, that definitely.
1: one. <laughs> I, I am definitely on my own. Uh, <laughs> in fact, at one TASCOP meeting, um, the president of uh, Cheating South Africa actually blamed me for Taking people away from his sport because now everybody's sitting on couches playing esports. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, I'm on my own. <laughs> well, just, co-
0: congratulations by the way, because you were re-elected as the president of Mind Sports this year. So clearly, what you're doing is definitely hyping up esports.
1: Well, yes, uh, and and I think what you've got to look at is esports is going to grow and grow and grow, and this is what everybody's talking about. Um, you know, if you have a look at the IOC, they're having conferences about esports. They're trying to see where it fits in. Uh, everybody knows that it's going to only get bigger because this is part and parcel of the digital revolution that we're, that the world is going through. You cannot divorce esports from such revolution. And if you have a look at some of the tournaments you're looking at prize money in the to the tune of 16 21 million dollars as prize money at uh, private events yes i know that's crazy <laughs> it's well, that, quite that's, staggering.
0: that that is indeed exciting because when you think about esports i mean in my mind i think call of duty fifa you know but you but you also have games like very south african like morabaraba that can be played online
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. You see, so this is something that we are looking at because at the end of the day, all games and all sports reflect the society in which they are found.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I mean, people won't know this, but if you look at um, checkers, for example, it's played on an eight-by-eight eight board. But during the French Revolution, when, the, when everybody decided to metricate, they changed the board to 10 by 10. So in Europe, everybody's playing on a 10 by 10 board and the English, of course, uh, and the Americans decided to stick to the 8 by 8. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) The
2: Americans.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, they still use (laughs) inches, But, you see, so any game, whether it's a mind game, whether it's a physical sport, will adapt year in, year out to take into account the changing nature of society. So, I mean, if you have to look at hockey, you'll see that the rules of hockey today are not what they were when I played um, at, back at school in uh, the century. Uh, <laughs> <and>, uh,
2: <laughs> okay.
1: And uh, yes, well, the 1970s. Yes, the rules have changed. You know, if you look at if you look at the development of cricket, you'll mm. see that the change to make it a far more sparkling game Mm -hmm. to keep the audience, to keep the players, to keep the sponsors. Mm -hmm. Um, And and this is what you look at. Every single game will change. And esports is just part of that change. It's the ability for people to be able to participate with modern technology. And not only that, but it actually opens the field to so many more people. I mean, if you look at people who can now buy the game, play it at home, get their provincial colours, get their national colours, get their protea colours, hmm. um, and without actually leaving their
0: home. So I'm so glad that you mentioned, you know, the the picture of the gamer uh, being antisocial, sitting at home eating chips or pizza, uh, as being outdated, because competitive gamers, like you say, have to be super physically as well as mentally fit. And this is such an evolving sport; it's it's growing.
1: Yes, in leaps and bounds. In fact, you know where it will be in <laughs> even next year or the year thereafter. It's it's quite incredible. At the moment, we're looking at. In fact, even to ha- having to select a team uh, later on this year for the Commonwealth Esports Games that will be held in Birmingham. Hmm. You know, I mean, who ever thought that the Commonwealth Games would be having esports?
0: No, no, that that's just unheard of. I mean, you speak about the giant earnings that you can you can win. You win big here.
1: Yes. And, and, but you see, it's more than just the money. And I mean, this is what's so important. Because when people get their provincial colors, when they get their project colors, what you're really doing is accrediting the person. Mm-hmm. You're actually making the person have a greater value, not only in society, but to him or herself. And that's what we're looking at. So we, unfortunately, in South Africa tend to be a huge exporter of uh, esports players. We, we, every time we take a team across, we lose <laughs> two members, to foreign teams. I mean, we have players who are now living in London, Serbia, of all places, South Korea, you know. And I'm actually very happy for them. But it does, of course, mean that we're part of a farm system. Mm-hmm. You know, we, create, we help create good players. And, of course, we, we wave goodbye to them. Um, but this is good for the individual and that's what's important. And, you know, if you're having a look at somebody getting, his, you know, getting his with the opportunity of getting bursaries at university for rugby, cricket or swimming, now it's also the same for esports. Mm-hmm. So you actually have made that sports pie just that little bit bigger. You've made it more inclusive and helped people you otherwise would have been outside of all the benefits of sport mm. now being included?
0: Well, it's ins- it's insane and exciting at the same time.
1: It is frightfully exciting, you know. And I think this is the trouble because it is so dynamic, because it is growing at such a rapid pace. You have a lot of the. Uh, Supporting structures that already exist, being very nervous and being very wary of it, because they are very worried about how it will affect their membership, how it will affect their sponsorship. Mm. And you know, actually, what it's done is just made everything that much bigger. And I mean, esports in itself has generated a huge industry around it. So it's not just the case that people are playing esports for prize money. Now you have esports commentators Hmm. who are very well known. You have, and you know, have followers going into the millions.
0: Bloggers, I've I've heard bloggers who are also in it and doing really well.
1: Yes. Well, we're not just talking about the bloggers here. We are talking about the people who commentate on Hmm. that sports events. You have, you know, medical staff attached to teams. You have wellness. Staff attached to teams sure. you, you, you know So in fact what you will find For what would be true For rugby in South Africa For the for the Springbok rugby team mm-hmm. You will find it's true In fact for the esports team And in fact we are very proud Of the fact that you know We have sent a pro-tier esports team Out every single year uh, Since 2005 To uh, World Championships and other events, Um, except for 2008 when we hosted the African Championships at Fitz University. Mm. Um, And never once have we ever asked one of our protein team players to put their hand in their pocket. Sure. Now, if you consider that compared to the the long-established sports, many of them being Olympic in nature, Mm you know, where they've actually asked their own players to contribute because of the shortage of funds. We've never had to do that. And we have competed every single year overseas, and sometimes very, very well. In fact, we've had a number of players who've actually picked up medals at world championship level. And when you consider the poor infrastructure in South Africa for esports, when you consider the bad ping. Um, And I mean, if you just have to speak to anybody who plays esports, they'll they'll cite a litany of weaknesses in the South African um, infrastructure. Um, And and yet, you know, we've had young Gabriella Isaacs who, when she was at Saheti, she actually came second in Starcraft at the World Championships in South Korea. We've had players from the Western Cape doing well, uh, winning medals. Um, you know, we've had, as I say, Robert Beuter, uh, who, who did exceedingly well.
2: Hmm.
1: And, you know, you would find that that these are players who have actually achieved in spite of the poor infrastructure in South Africa. And it just goes to show that, in fact, you know, the, the, the competitive spirit hmm. that find among South Africans.
0: And you just did a myth-busting uh, exercise there, because when you think about competitive gaming, you think eSports is male-dominated, but yet you just announced a woman.
1: Oh, yes. We're very proud of our female gamers. They they have done very well, and they've represented South Africa very well. I mean, we even had um, uh, a previous president of Sports South Africa, morrison Boys who not only was she president, but she actually represented South Africa in the proteo team in Azerbaijan. Hmm. Uh, that was back in 2014. And did it with style. You know, so we, you know, we, we're actually very proud of our female game. Our, our, our female esports athletes are really something to behold.
0: I mean, Colin, for you, President of Sport South Africa, what do you think is the most challenging part of what you do?
1: Well, the biggest problem that we have in, in uh, South Africa is, you know, um, South Africa was, the, <laughs> whether it was by fluk, <laughs> <laughs> or I think perhaps Saskok didn't understand what was really happening. <laughs> okay. but South Africa was the first country in the world to recognize esports as a sport. Fantastic. And that was back in 2005. And that was the important part. Now, because it actually helped South Korea and China recognize esports as a sport. We did it before then. The problem is that South Africa didn't pursue that advantage. Mm. I don't think anybody has really understood Amongst government level and at, at uh, Tuscop level, just how important esports is and is going to be in the future. Um, so, the biggest challenge is actually to tie in major support for esports because mm-hmm. this is an area where it's not just the person competing, but this is the opportunity for the country to actually earn income. Esports is one of the few sports that becomes an income generator, not just by having big events and making sure that you've got lots of bums and seats to watch it or you've got um, millions of people watching events on the Internet, but through the production of the actual game titles themselves. So, for example, in South Korea, um, and you may be aware that I actually served as president of the International Esports Federation for a while, that the South Korean government actually invests very heavily into esports because it itself earns trillions of dollars a year through taxes on those very games that are sold. Hmm. And this is all part of the digital digital revolution. You cannot separate esports from the recreational game, and you cannot separate it from the production and publishing of those game titles.
0: I'm trying to understand as an audience watching esports. I, I, I imagine you, you're absolutely part of the competition. Like if you're watching a soccer match, we had a derby today, and if my you know, team striker scored. Um, I mean, the energy and the excitement must be similar to esports. Oh, it
1: is phenomenal when you go into these large arenas. Um, the, the atmosphere is absolutely electric hmm. when the supporters are there following their teams. And you know, you, you've got to realize that the, the size, and this is another huge advantage. I mean, for example, in 2016, we had a South African who actually uh, refereed the, um, the World Championships that was held in Beijing um, in the Bird Nest Stadium. You see, so eSports itself holds stadia. When we, when uh, in 2012, um, the World Championships for eSports was held in South Korea in the week after the World Athletics Mm. World Championships in the same stadium. Wow. You know, and and this is something that people don't realize is that eSports can fill the stadium. Blood Slayer is a very famous South Korean eSports athlete. When he played would fill a 60,000-seater by himself.
0: What a fan base. I mean, wow.
1: Yes, and so it, it is there. It just has to be actualized in, in, in Africa, but Colin, in Europe and in, in Asia and uh, North America.
0: Colin, I feel like we need part two of this discussion. I have really enjoyed my time with you. I feel like I've been in learning mode And uh, coming into this conversation knowing so little and I feel like I've learned so much. Esports, Colin Webster, President of Mindsport South Africa.